You're listening to a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Enjoy. This is a game trail, Mr. Ludlow. Carnivores hunt on game trail. Hey, Abby's coming online. Get over there! So people think that robots are the future. This is a game trail. Thinking machine supercomputers and virtual reality displays. This is a game we call hide and seek. It's a scent drill. We've done it about a thousand times with these animals. This is a game trail. Wait to engage. Look at these creatures. They've got millions of years of instinct in their cells. Instinct that we can program. Herd the animal into a kill zone. That's when we take our shot. Get a clear shot, wait on my command, and give her everything you got. I hate computers. This new program's incredible. Violence and technology, not good bedfellows. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of The Game Trail here on the Jurassic Park podcast. Today we are incredibly excited to be talking about Jurassic World Evolution 2 after the recent world premiere of the Chaos Theory mode. I was lucky enough to get to play an advanced copy of the game and I have two very special guests to talk through the upcoming sequel of Evolution with me. So Connor and James, why don't you introduce yourselves? It's Mikey first, isn't it? Hi, uh, Connor, <laughs> otherwise known as uh, Bess and Slot or Connor Beavers, according to the Zoom call. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, we've witnessed we've witnessed the marriage live on today's recording. <laughs> and James, I don't think you need to introduce yourself, but if you would like to, oh. anyway, feel free. <laughs> wow. I'm not worthy of an introduction now, am I? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, uh, well, my name is James Beavers. I go by The Game Beaver on YouTube. Um, I do all sorts of things dinosaur related. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Thank you both for taking the time out of your Saturday night to do this. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, and I'd be a bit weirded out if you do know, um, we are currently recording this at gone 10 o'clock at night, so it's quite a late last minute recording that's come together today. Um, and we're really here to kind of chat all about the upcoming sequel for Evolution um, and also our recent experiences with it. So I think with that said, to kind of really kick things off, it would be really nice to get a flavour of your initial impressions on the game, um, so everyone listening can kind of just use that as, I suppose, a base for what we're going to go ahead and talk about. So obviously this is the second time that you've both got your hands on it at this point, at least that we all know. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I am going to pass it over to you, James. What were your kind of initial impressions with the sequel, and what did you think of it when you first got hands on? Um... I think if you've played Jurassic World Evolution, uh, the first one, uh, a lot of it will be very familiar to you. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting going from, you know, the original and then seeing the whole mod uh, community for it explode. Um, and now with Jurassic World Evolution 2, uh, it's taken basically all of that and any th sort of things that were wrong with the first one and improved on it and made it better, basically. Um, so I would say if you've enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one too. Cool. And then Connor, did you have anything to add to that? Um, first of all, I want to say his introduction was much better than mine. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, Let's just go that. back. Let's restart the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. Hi, I'm Connor Beavers of West Nolan's Best and Slot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically the same thing. My actual first impression, I was overwhelmed initially. There's a few new mechanics that got above me a little bit on my first and uh, second gameplay session. But uh, generally speaking, yeah, same idea. You know, if you liked Evolution, this is Evolution, but better. It's just what it feels yeah. like the game it maybe should have been in the first place. Uh, if you weren't sold on Evolution, I don't know if this will be the thing to convince you. But for us who did, it's just more of what we liked, really. But yeah. even better. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. It's funny you say about um, sort of overcoming new mechanics. Um, so as you'll know from our discussion earlier, I am a console player. Um, so getting access to this, the big caveat for me was obviously it was through PC and I have never played on a PC before. Right. So <laughs> I went to the extent of buying a plug and play controller for my Mac to rig it all up <laughs> so I could play on controller as if I was playing normally and then on the day that we were recording my controller stopped working 
Um, oh, so no. <laughs> I had to very quickly during the session learn how to play on PC, which was a fun <laughs> experience. I bet. <laughs> best way, best way to learn things is uh, mm. trial by fire. I yeah. think. Throw them in yeah. the deep end, yeah. I think I did all right. There's just a lot of static me looking around the map in my gameplay, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it took me about half the gameplay session to work out that I could actually pivot the access of the map as well. So, <laughs> you know, swings and roundabouts, right? <laughs> um, so one thing I really wanted to uh, touch on was some of the biggest differences here compared to the first game. Um, and I think I'll bring this over to you, Connor, because you make the point that there are definitely a lot of similarities with the first Evolution title. Um, so I'm interested, what were some of the biggest changes <clears throat> that you noticed in the sequel? Yeah, whilst it's fundamentally the same game, it feels very, very different to play. Um, yeah. As much as we have all these new, you know, the aquatic creatures and everything and all, that's very different. In terms of, like, your minute-to-minute -minute gameplay, the scientist mechanic and the time manipulation mechanics, those two, I think, really changes how the game feels in a, in a huge way. That's going to... Yeah, it changes everything. It stops that slightly mobile game feeling we used to have and everything's a lot quicker. There's so much more to do constantly. And I'd say that will stand out over time more than basically everything else. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. James, did you have anything else you wanted to add on that when it comes to the biggest differences? Well, I think he's kind of covered it, really. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, uh, yeah, 100% with the researchers. Um, and I found that, I, strangely enough, I wasn't probably because I'm recording this and uh, I'm, I'm very focused on, you know, when we're recording sort of stuff like this, we're trying to show everything. Uh, but I couldn't, or I didn't, look at my dinosaurs as much. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that when it comes out, I will do that, and I'm not focused on <laughs> is this is this researcher burnt out or you know yada 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 sort of thing. I think you make a really interesting point that actually your attention this time around is a lot more divided between different things because I found that since putting out the content around the game, a lot of the questions have been about the dinosaurs. And my response has been the exact same, which is, oh, I looked at the T-Rex a little bit and I saw a Dilophosaurus once and that was it. So I, I have no idea about the dinosaurs yeah. in the sequel. What, what, what really dinosaurs? Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a scientist simulator in 2021, yeah. <laughs> the scientists at least have some little personality. That I love their bios and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Some of them are, some of them believe in ghosts. Some of them want to go visit Area 51. They're very interesting people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. is this who's engines hiring? <laughs> <laughs> they are the only people I will hire for my park. Just the weirdest ones available. This explains a lot about why things keep going wrong in these parks. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want to see some people die and get some ghosts out there. So they're like, yeah, just break out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's some like crazy law. <laughs> Um, so obviously as we've touched on there are quite a few new additions in addition to um, the things that already feel quite familiar um, and we've seen a lot of different ones in different aspects of the game um, so there's aquatic dinosaurs there's a brand new ranger check-in system and there's lots of other features um, so James I'll bring this over to you what sort of new additions to the game stood out to you the most? Um New additions, you say, plural. Uh, I, 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 you, you actually mentioned the jeeps, and that was something that I almost forgot about. Yeah. Um, but that is such a such a huge deal because in the first one, your jeeps just sat there unless you needed them to repair a fence or dart a dinosaur. But now they need to go around your park on a sort of regular basis to check in with your dinosaurs to make sure if they're all right. Um, but I'd say as far as new additions. Um, I think, well, Connor showcased it. I think was the only person that showcased <laughs> it. Uh, was that whole pack mechanic. The way yeah. the dinosaurs interact with each other. That's uh, game-changing in a way. Yeah, definitely. It really adds a lot more depth in terms of those inter-dinosaur interactions, which really wasn't there in the first game. So it's really interesting to see them building on that. Um, Connor, mm. was there anything else apart from the pack mechanics that really stands out to you as well? <clears throat> Still, the in terms of my favourite new additions, I would still say it's the the dinosaur dinosaur interaction, the pack yeah. hunting, and just the other, like we've seen the behaviours, um, the rexes, you know, where they've got like the play yeah. fighting or 
feeding together. All the dinosaurs have these little interactions as they walk past each other. It just, it's a little bit more life in the game and it makes the dinosaurs feel a little bit more realistic, which uh, I really like. And they'll be much more interesting. Not that we'll get the opportunity seemingly, but they'll be a lot more interesting <laughs> to watch this time around, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting when you go into um, something like capture mode in the original game and you really spend a lot of time looking at them, you really notice how sort of stagnant the animals are in the first game. And this yeah. time, I mean, during that capture session alone, there was the two T-Rexes kind of like nesting up with each other and interacting. And it just it, it does it does a lot to make them feel a lot more alive, even though it doesn't really feel like a huge change. I think it's just like the right sort of level of stuff to make it feel a lot more organic than the first game. For sure. Yeah. Mm. So obviously the most recent event has all been themed around Chaos Theory mode. Um, and that's why we're here tonight, because we all got to play that and got to check it out. Um, so I wanted to know what your initial impressions of the new mode were. And also in particular, what did you think about the fact that this time around they decided to include Jurassic Park San Diego? Um, so I'll bring that to you first, Connor. Well, initially it was just pure fanboyism overseeing <laughs> the, the amphitheatre, you know, yeah. finally come to life. Um the guy who made it, Hobbs, I've forgotten his first name, obviously, just did an absolutely incredible job. Although I wish he could put water in it, but it's, it's, it looks great, and it's cool having San Diego there in the distance and all of that. Yeah. Uh, Chaos Mode itself was interesting. I mean, it didn't feel that far removed from, you know, Challenge Mode and stuff like that. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, having that little unique amphitheater there was a nice addition, but beyond that, it was, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, that's really good to hear. James, did you have anything else to add to that? Uh, I'll play devil's advocate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, in in theory, chaos mode, it's a really good idea. Uh, While I was playing it, though, I was thinking, because it's all about what-if scenarios, wasn't the first game a what-if scenario? I mean, the whole campaign was what if, you know, we sort of we could make a a park and all all these islands. Uh, But it did quickly turn into... Because um, I was kind of racing through it really quickly, trying to yeah. you know get to an end, some sort of big reveal, uh, and maybe there is because I don't think anybody uh, managed to get there. But it it just turned into, hey, make a park, but we have yeah. an amphitheater in the middle. Um, and when I think of what if scenarios, I wanted it to be, I mean, you see in the Lost World, I think this this auditorium or whatever it is is in the city, and you yeah. see. You see, you know, Ian Malcolm and his red Camaro, whatever it is, go through the city and stuff. I was thinking maybe, you know, we'll have towns and things like that. Obviously, I'm asking way too much. Um, <laughs> but seeing Ian, Ian Malcolm coming back was a great addition. Uh, however, I really wish he was interacting with um, maybe some characters that I, I knew. Because I don't think, yeah. apart from the scientist, uh, I didn't really know <laughs> any of those other characters. <laughs> like, where's Cabot? What's going on? Yeah. No, I get that. I'm actually going to be starting a campaign to get Bernard, the InGen docks guard, um, back in the game in time for launch. So <laughs> appreciate any support on that. You know, he's of only course. named in the Lego Jurassic World game, but it's fine. He's official now. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it's interesting that you brought up um, the presence of the city as well, because that was something that really stood out to me is having that in kind of the background. And I don't really feel like they ever did anything um, not necessarily that intensive on systems or whatnot in the first game, but it just it, it kind of grounds down the idea that you're a lot closer to civilization in the sequel than you ever were in the first game. Um, and mm. I do wonder if maybe that will factor in later in the mode, like you say, um, like maybe if the last objective you have to complete is stopping a breakout or something, that could be quite cool. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that's something they explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I do have some similar worries as James. I, I must be honest. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Like I said, we didn't finish it, so we'll just have to see how it goes. I guess if it's just yeah. hear some dinosaurs from that film, build a park every time, it will feel like a missed opportunity for sure. I, th- I think we're we're both definitely we're cautiously optimistic. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have yeah. to be. I don't want to hype it up and then you know <laughs> nothing's fulfilled. But <laughs> it, it does seem like they have the right idea though. 
Yeah. No, yeah. I'm really excited about that bit where we, you know, we get to drive down the street as Ian Malcolm being chased by the Rex. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> in first person as well, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. The baby Rex roaring away in the background. It's going to be great. Um, so I, I feel like my next question is potentially poorly placed because obviously we don't want to overhype things. But at the same time, I do think it's worth us looking ahead to the future as well. Um, so obviously... As Frontier have already confirmed, at the launch, the game will have a mission um, for each film in the franchise. Um, So I was interested to see, obviously, it seems like Frontier are very, very keen to push this new game mode as sort of one of the big deliverables of the new game. Um, So is this mode something that you'd like to see them expand on in the future? So say, for example, could we see different missions themed around different seasons of Camp Cretaceous or some other extended media as well? Um, I'll bring that to you, James. Is that something that you think there's scope for, or do you think it's going to be a lot more refined and maybe that more sort of, I don't want to say core formula, but really sort of that more traditional gameplay that we're used to? Right. Are we talking about, uh, I think you're sort of referencing the Claire Deering DLC in a way that was sort of rescuing dinosaurs and putting them on a sanctuary island, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and that sort of did become the same as, as everything else. I would love to see uh, Kenji sort of, yeah. you know, c- come into evolution <laughs> and, and the rest of the crew. But um, realistically, I... I I'm not thinking that's going to happen just because I, I would love to see more Camp Cretaceous. Maybe a separate game for that would be amazing. Uh, some sort of more, you know, third person sort of adventure or whatever. Um, but that, I mean, I think we saw the screenshot, didn't we, of the other what ifs yeah. that we were going to have. And there was definitely a, a blank space where Dominion's going to come in. So yeah. um, what if Dominion I mean, going... released on time? Yeah, <laughs> if it doesn't get pushed back another year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll definitely bring more in. I think uh, now that I th- I feel like they've they've tried and tested the DLCs and yeah. how that works, they're probably going to expand on it a little bit more. Cool, Connor. Do you have any ideas on what you'd want to see if it's a mode that gets expanded upon? I mean, I'd like to see expansion to it. If I'm honest, I. I... I see, I mean, there's definitely a space for Dominion, as James says, that's definitely going to happen yeah. in that bottom right corner. Do I think we'll get things beyond that? It's a, it's a very nice page right now. If you have to scroll down, <laughs> I think it, it would just ruin the whole aesthetic, you yeah. know? <laughs> I, I, I would suspect we probably don't get more. I'd be open to it. Uh, Camp Cretaceous would be really interesting. They did shut that down for launch, of course. Um, maybe... People have theorised, you know, maybe when Camp Cretaceous is finished and it's all wrapped up, maybe it's something they could move towards again. Not totally. I would lean towards that being unlikely. I, I don't think that really fits with what Frontier are looking for, but I don't yeah. really, you know, have a clue. I'm just kind of guessing. Um, it'd be nice to see if, you know, maybe the mode's a little bit, as it looks like it might be a little bit simple right now, you know, and maybe they could do alternate things. You know, maybe you click on Jurassic Park and it takes you to another page and it's multiple scenarios from the film you know they could expand it whilst keeping it to the same films we have there's so many options already for lost world you know we're here on the mainland in san diego we could go back to isla sauna and i don't know have the game trail or something and kind of build around that yeah yeah that's a really interesting way of thinking about it actually because then like say jurassic park the obvious one is what if dennis nedry actually delivers the barbasol can then that opens up a whole new sort of story for them to explore that they're not really restricted by anything but then Mm. i guess at the same time maybe there's the risk of that getting convoluted if they went too far down that path and sort of strayed from canon too far so it's definitely a fine balancing act with this mode i think and i think it's gotta sort of still have that homage to the films that will get people invested in it and making them want to play it yeah a bunch of unique buildings would be a nice start it's good to see the legacy skins as well i think they just need it, I mean, it's hard to bring in brand new game mechanics for single maps and stuff like that, but a little bit of that, you know, we've got a helicopter shooting mechanic, having a rampaging Rex that you have to tame at the start, kind of aping the end of the Lost World would have been cool. Just little things like that, I'm sure they can... Oh, who knows? We've only seen part of one. You never know what's out there. Yeah, that is very true. Um, So I, I really could honestly just sit and talk about evolution as a whole with you guys for absolutely ages, because I think you guys play this 
so much that you really understand the mechanics so it's really interesting hearing your perspectives on things and what you maybe want to see from it um but obviously the the reason why this whole thing was born was because i put a tweet out asking people what they'd like to know about the recent gameplay that we got access to um so i do want to transition us over to those questions that were shared now um just to see if we can answer them or if not if we want to speculate on them a little bit um so to make it a little bit easier i'll probably put a question out and then if one of you wants to answer and then the next person answers the next question just to kind of keep it nice and simple so it doesn't get confusing now i've said it that way it probably will get confusing but we'll give it a go anyway <laughs> um so the first question we got was from maxwell underscore bsk on twitter and he asked what differentiates chaos theory mode from the other modes and were there any rewards you noticed for completing each stage so who would like to tackle that question <laughs> very eager clearly do, do i need to allocate people to each question <laughs> That sounds yeah. like a that sounds Dungeon like a beaver master. question. Lead if the I've way. Ever heard it. Okay, I'll, I'll lead the way. So I'll, I'll take it to you, James. So I think the second bit of the question. I think it's fair to say that we none of us got the opportunity to progress enough to see if there were unique rewards for that mode. So we can't yeah. a, like answer that at the moment. But I guess the question... I mean, I can say that I got an achievement. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that's the reward. Nice. So there are achievements in there. There you go. That's interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. What, what did you find differentiated Chaos Theory mode from the other modes? Or did it not feel differentiated from them? Um, I Well, I would say that or you know you're sticking with the movies so you're going to have the characters there from yeah. said movies uh that's that's a big one um and of course scenarios uh we're not dealing with I, you could say Jurassic World Evolution was just Jurassic World um and a what ifs from that but uh now the campaign will be its own like new thing that we've never seen before and it's it's all these possibilities of oh will it lead on to the new movie oh i don't know yeah <laughs> Yeah, but definitely... to to answer that, I I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it, you know. We don't have all the answers. We just have more questions for you guys. That's it. Yeah. There you go. You That's the challenge. Our answers. <laughs> You'll come out of the podcast more confused than when you first started listening to it. Yeah, that that usually happens when I'm the person hosting, so it's all good. <laughs> um, so this is, ironically enough, it's worked out because this is one that you did reply to saying you could expand on, Connor. Um, oh, no. So Connor Ontology <laughs> asked how the legacy skins work and he was interested as to whether they are a pattern and therefore the colours of them can be changed or whether they function as separate entities similar to how they functioned in Return to Jurassic Park. Okay. First thing first, I would say if we said, you know, about from the last question rewards for completing each stage, I the current speculation is that maybe these legacy skins will be the reward for yeah. completing the stages. So you complete Lost Worlds, you get your Tiger Raptors, your Book Rex, stuff like that. Um when I saw this question on Twitter, I thought, Oh, I know the answer to that, because I thought in my head that when I went to make a raptor, that the pattern button wasn't there it like literally wasn't there yeah and therefore that wouldn't be an option but just to double check for the purposes of this podcast i went back and checked my footage and i found the bloody pattern button <laughs> staring at me so but but all is not lost so to try and scrape back a correct answer i then went back to my older footage um from the first gameplay session we did uh, yeah. a couple of months back now and i checked the release of Oh, what was it? It was a dinosaur, anyway. And it also has the pattern button there, and the UI is exactly the same. However, on the legacy skin, the pattern button is more faded out than the pattern button <laughs> on the other dinosaur, even though I didn't have a pattern unlocked on both. And I, I have the image saved on my PC as evidence of this. So whilst it's not definite and I can test it, properly i am 90 plus percent sure that you can't apply the pattern to the 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 legacy skins they work yeah. like the colors do but they encompass the pattern and the color in one thing so i don't think we'll be changing them around or anything like that i think they'll just be you select the legacy skin and that's it yeah there we that, go. Ma <laughs> that 
that makes a lot of sense. And I think in in some ways, while it would be nice to have that customization element there, it also does sort of defeat the fact of it being a legacy skin because then you're yeah, kind of taking that. that animal and changing it so it's not that animal anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate you researching that as well. <laughs> you're you're made way more prepared for this show than I am. So that's I did it for the hit. sake of my own ego. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Purely to protect myself. <laughs> I approve of that. Um, so I'm going to combine the next couple of questions. And James, I'm going to apologise because they are very similar to the first question. Oh, get in! <laughs> I can't wait! It was lightly more faded! <laughs> but, um, basically, so both Jurassic Souls... I, I just got a gift from Zoom. Um, extending this meeting because I didn't realise that I don't have a premium account so it would have stopped after 40 minutes great, thank you Zoom much appreciated Um, anyway (laughs) so both Jurassic Souls and Utyrannus M were asking around the campaign essentially um, and they were interested in how different Chaos Fury mode felt from the campaign Um, so yeah I guess did it feel different enough in your opinion or like you've already said did it feel like you crossed a certain threshold and then it kind of just meshed with all the other gameplay um if i'm brutally honest which i (laughs) brutally (laughs) honest um it it did kind of feel similar uh there i think there are different mechanics though um, I can't say because we've only played once in the uh, the Chaos Theory that none of it will be repeated, but capturing and relocating dinosaurs like in the wild seems to be something they're just keeping for the campaign, though. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you're going to be able to or how often you're going to make certain dinosaurs in campaign. Uh, maybe with theory mode, you're going to do that more so. It's, I think they're trying to focus on, you know, dinosaurs being out there in the real world. Remember the end of Fallen Kingdom? That's what yeah. we're going with. Um, so there's probably going to be different ways. I can't wait to fish up a Mosasaur. That'll be interesting. But uh, I think mechanically, it's probably where they're going to differentiate, I think, a little bit. Yeah. But it, it all it all melds in my head as one big Jurassic <laughs> World Evolution uh, pie. <laughs> that sounds like a good pie. I want a slice of it. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> this so is after hours Jurassic Park yeah, podcast. Post water post watershed right here. After <laughs> <laughs> <Stop that> ten. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so um, pixelated Sparkster also asked a few questions i've grabbed a couple of them just to sort of balance it out so we've got the same amount of questions for everyone um so the first question that they asked was do the dinosaurs feel more distinct from one another thanks to the new behaviors so connor do you feel like there's a lot more variety in say the same animal as part of a pack this time around because of those behaviors yeah Cool, moving nice on. One. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I, I wondered how long I could leave that before I had to <laughs> try to say a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, dinosaurs. I mean, dinosaurs feel much more differentiated from each other. Yeah. As in, raptors from Rexes, or hopefully raptors from Dilophosaurus. Even we saw different animations with the the etc. That was. I actually did the I'm sound just clipping that bit right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can actually hear me in the first film. It's crazy. Um, in terms of differentiation between a species, though, there is clearly an attempt at that. If you look at the genetics page, we've got this whole genetic system now where things can go wrong, where you can get random things like some dinosaurs are nocturnal, some are more social, some are more aggressive, stuff like that. Um, Whilst that was a thing in both play sessions, I can't say I noticed it per se, but as we've already said, you know, we were so intent on showing off so much stuff and getting through the as much of the demo as possible and getting lots of things done that it was hard to focus on individual dinosaurs and kind of pay attention to them. So I think that's an interesting idea. Like having I don't know how nocturnal dinosaurs is gonna work in sandbox and stuff, but yeah. besides the point it's an interesting idea and hopefully it'll make even individual dinosaurs that have the same animation set etc feel a little bit more unique from each other but i think until we can play the game at a slightly more relaxed pace it's going to be hard to know for sure 
Yeah, I think it's hard because a lot of the time when you're sort of confined in terms of the amount of time you spend with a game, you have so many different things that you want to look for and it's kind of hard to take note of everything. Because I I know for me, I started the building customization and that was it. Like 30 minutes (laughs) of my time was just spent messing around with buildings. Um, So yeah, I, I think you're right that these things will start to be a lot more prevalent once we actually get to sort of get into the nitty gritty with the game and really play around with it. Um, so the second question from the same person was, do you think that each Chaos Fury mode could have a signature item that you can then add to your park? Um, so obviously in this particular mode, we've got the Amplitheater for Jurassic Park San Diego. Um, so do you think there could be something similar for each Chaos Fury sort of episode, for lack of a better word? And I'll pass that one over to you, James. Yes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh no um, actually wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mirror um uh, yeah definitely 100 i think um I, we I, it's weird actually i'm getting flashbacks of zoo tycoon didn't you do this with missions and unlock like statues and stuff but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're 100 you're, you're right with the the auditorium or the the certain skins from that um yeah, I think that would be a perfect reason to to get people to play um, and an obtainable one yeah. uh, to play the what ifs because I think with the challenge mode in the first one to do you know do you want to do Jurassic seven times or whatever it was <laughs> you know uh, or five times or you know um, so uh, yeah I think they're, they're they're right with that one. Cool. Um, so then Jurassic Korea asked, what do we think that the story for the JP3 Chaos Theory mode will be since Jurassic Park 3 didn't have a park like Jurassic World or Jurassic Park? So, Connor, what do you think? Do you have any speculation on what Jurassic Park 3's mode could be? I do. I actually did a whole video speculating about what each film could be. Okay, we'll cut thing. to that here. <laughs> what, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I oh, had nice. Beautiful hand-drawn, terrible hand-drawn drawings. It was, yeah, a while ago now. Um, I want to just hop very quickly onto the last question. I know I'm throwing the whole thing out. No, it's very different. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but... I haven't even looked at the document, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up. You mean that... The anonymous fox and anonymous platypus. One of them isn't you, James. <laughs> I've been rumbled. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we got the clip the other week with the Indominus Rex in it, we also got a shot of Isla Nublar and yeah. Jurassic World. And I think the implication was that is the chaos theory for Jurassic World. And it doesn't mean much. Yeah, it's just a preview and stuff. But we couldn't see... A unique building or anything in yeah. that park like people were looking for like the t-rex kingdom or something like that and we couldn't see anything on that image it's not definite but i'm a little concerned that unique building at least might not be a thing but definitely yeah <clears throat> that would be a shame um, anyways yeah. yeah no yeah that's an interesting observation jp3 chaos theory so i had this whole thing right and this was back before we knew i, I was kind of thinking this might be a more elaborate game mode, and it might still be, but my theory for JP3, because it is very weird, there's no park and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a what-if scenario, so let's say it's not a park, you're running a research facility, we know that's a thing in the game, you know, you've got your park buildings and you've got research-style buildings, which are much less of our guests. So it's less, you know, you're running JP3, it's this research facility, you just got to, you know, make the JP3 dinosaurs, go through them all, make your raptors, make your ankylosaurus, etc. But, but you make a spine well you don't make the spinosaurus it's already there and it's like a rogue spinosaurus right oh and every 10 minutes or so it comes in from this seems very optimistic now that i'm saying it out loud (laughs) 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 but every 10 minutes or so this rogue crazy spinosaurus comes in and like wreaks havoc on your park and you've got to shoot at it and scare it away back into the wilderness so it's kind of like a regular the park building aspect we've seen already but there's a crazy Spinosaurus. That would be quite That's cool. That's about it. I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got, really. It's, it's hard for JP3. Yeah. I um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something quite similar to uh, Secrets of Dr. Wu, where it's all about yeah. him and what experiments he's doing on Sauna. I think that might, in a similar vein to the research facility, I definitely think that's probably the direction they take it in. 
I can see that. I just really hope Paul Kirby's back. I just somehow hope they've got <laughs> Paul Kirby in. It would make my year. It really would. Yeah, they just it have... really... It's subverting expectation because when you open it, it's just Payton Tile Plus. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shopping simulator. Oh, imagine. How good would that be? Yeah, the whole game actually just turns into this really elaborate shopping mall. Either that... Or you open it up and it's like an animating software and you've got to animate the T-Rex killing the Spino instead. <laughs> what if? What if you what change if it, the movie? Yeah. What if it's like Jurassic Park Warpath and you play as the T-Rex? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> you just have to steal the Spinosaurus in combat. Uh, so Frontier, if you're us. listening, please exactly. take notes. Yeah. These are genuinely really good ideas. Okay, so if you want to take that idea but just do it, do it so you don't have to add any new mechanics... Just make it so Paul Kirby is your ranger vehicle and he has to go around all of the facilities upgrading the toilets and plumbing inside <laughs> so they match up to his business. There you go. Sorted. And that damn Don Spinosaur keeps on wrecking the plumbing. <laughs> keeps swimming in the toilet bowl. <laughs> so I think we've got JP3 Chaos Theory mode pretty much cracked, guys. I think that's yeah, that's what it's so. going to be. We've nailed if it. If this isn't what it is, I'll just be disappointed. <laughs> um, so next up we had, and I'm probably going to butcher this, Azarif K's Hana ask, will herbivores be fixed so they run from predators before launch? Or are they just going to continue to stand in one place until they die? James, uh, what do you think? Yay! I have something to say on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I just did. I released a video talking about the pack hunting that Connor so graciously uh, recorded, because uh, <laughs> no one else did, especially me. Um, and I, I mean, I was just going over the stuff on Reddit as well, um, and. I think there was a scene where the T-Rex is actually biting the Mementosaurus, which is yeah. beautiful, um, which shows there's consequences um, of, you know, mixing certain species and all that jazz, not like the last one. Uh, but the Parasaurs are running away in a, like a herd formation. They're oh, all running cool. the same direction. Um, so I can't wait for that. That's something that, I mean, I, I guess it was on, it was in JPOG, but that was just because yeah. it was a very basic AI. It was like, danger there, run opposite way. Um, <laughs> and uh, another thing I noticed, and I think they've been very clever about the way they've done the carnivores hunting uh, the, the herbivores or prey items. You saw it a bit with the Carnotaurus that sometimes it would charge towards the goat doing weird crab walks. Um, and it would try to do the animation and it wouldn't get it quite right. So in the first one, you had like a carnivore and a herbivore and they would sort of, you know, turn away from each other or whatever and line up and then the animation would play. Whereas now it seems like the carnivores go to kill the thing and the yeah. herbivore gets sent a notification like, oh, I need to walk over this way. So instead of it being this, you know, jagged thing where they sort of set up and then you see the exact moment that the animation starts playing, they've sort of blended it together to yeah. make it more seamless. So unless you're actually staring at that AI or that dinosaur, you're not really going to notice it. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's something actually that I noticed in a lot of the initial gameplays that you guys put out was that sudden like switch with the animals where they change path and you could see them like suddenly flip around and start walking the other direction. Mm. And I didn't notice that as much when I was playing it this time around. So it definitely seems like they're trying to address those movements and sort of smooth them all out so they feel a lot more organic. Oh, we don't know how old this build is either. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Can I, can I jump in on that again? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> You're She's just always a show, I've got, Connor. I've damn got, it! Got so much to say. <laughs> um, so what I was actually said, the, the dinosaurs run away fine when they're being hunted. Yeah. It's when the attacking starts is when they lock into place. If you watch my video, all the parasaurs are running initially. They got their little notification: "You're about to die." It's it's like a morbid Facebook. <laughs> um, but once the first raptor latches on, the para then sort of stands still and the raptors swarm it and the, the animations play out. And it's all dynamic, but the problem people have is that the para just kind of stands there. Yeah. Once it's begun, because it's not a one-hit kill and the raptors kind of swarm around and they do their thing. I don't think that's a problem and I don't think that'll change. I think the problem is right now, if you watch it with the parasaur in particular... 
it, it's standing there, and that's fine, because it's kind of like trying to defend itself, but it kind of just looks a little... It's very chilled. It's about to die, and it just doesn't yeah. care. It's a millennial. It's very it's relaxed just given about up. the situation. It's like, yeah. it's going to happen anyway. I'm it's just, just going to let it... It's completely yeah. done. <laughs> Get it over with. <laughs> In some it's cases, it just flops over and dies. Like, I'll true. do it. Yeah. It's literally thinking, oh, finally. You know, I've been waiting for this. Um, <laughs> I think I think all it needs to be fixed isn't you know doesn't need to run doesn't need a big change it just needs like an aggressive stance it needs to you know cry out it needs to stomp around a little bit it just needs yeah. animations beyond just sort of waiting to die basically if it had more of a defensive attitude or aggressive attitude I don't think anyone would really care so hopefully that's something they take on board and if they do that I think it'll be perfectly fine. That would yeah. be post-launch, if I had to guess. The the more animations, the better. I mean, if you think about it, uh, like a pack of wolves taking on, you know, a buffalo or whatever it is, there does come a point where it will turn and try and fend them off. And that's kind of what the power is trying to do. You see it roll over and get them off. And uh, the, the more animations, the better, I think. Yeah. 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 The kick is very satisfying when it connects, it must be said. It should be dead. The raptor yeah, should be dead. I really hope, yeah. <laughs> Someone's suggesting it doesn't even hurt them. I don't know how we know that. I don't think we checked. But as long as that can kill a raptor, that's definitely a, a good step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, I think I, it will, definitely. Yeah, it just needs to, like, instantly ragdoll. Yeah. <laughs> just fly halfway across yeah. San Diego, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good mod. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Somebody make it so. <laughs> yeah, Kyodenic, if you're listening. It's on you, buddy, okay? <laughs> Um, so we had K-Babs on TV ask a little bit more about the balance between dinosaur wrangling um, and how much of it is dinosaur wrangling and how much of it is theme park building. So James, I know you touched on this briefly earlier when we were talking about the distinction between campaign and this mode specifically. Um, so do you think that the bulk of the game is going to be theme park building again then, essentially? Um I think it's I think what they've done is they've expanded out both areas. So it's up to you if you want to be, you know, micromanaging yeah. and and get the right scientists and really, you know, fire them and get levels up and stuff like that, you can do that. But yeah. also if you just want to uh, just be with the dinosaurs, you, you maybe you're a sl- you don't want to speed through it like we did because uh, I know I barely looked at my dinosaurs, you can do that as well because they're satisfying to look at now. Yeah. So the question is, what do you want to do? Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, actually, because there are so many features in it. I just realised as well, Connor, you chipping in there has completely ruined my I running know. order. Because I asked James question. two questions. <laughs> oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I mean, no, you. I've been sitting here just silently crying for the last 30 seconds. Well, it, it's fine. You get the next question now. Um, So the same person also asked, do those new management additions that we've got, so things like the scientists, the ranger check-ins, all of that kind of stuff, make the game more complex um, and do you think that that makes it slightly overwhelming because I know a big sort of element about evolution really the first game was its accessibility and the fact that maybe it didn't have as enhanced levels of customization as other games to keep it accessible um, so do you feel like that's changed with the sequel or is it still pretty manageable okay and this is for you to clarify, Connor. <laughs> in, in a surprise move, I have something to say about the last question as well. <laughs> Go for very it. Qu- very quick thing, though. And that is, I can't remember what we read, but there was a comment made somewhere that definitely suggested the campaign is going to be very heavily on this dinosaur wrangling kind of side. Just to, like cool. hone in yeah. on the actual question. The, that campaign is going to be very much that kind of thing. I, I re- Maybe you'll build a park in like the final episode, final level or something. Yeah. Episode YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> but generally speaking, I think it's going to be much more like what we've seen already in Washington. And then if you want to do park building, it'll be challenge, sandbox, and chaos theory. Cool. I think. Right. Question. What, what was the question? <laughs> Oh, right. Um, I mean, so, by the way, I've just uh, crapped all over all of you. You're getting out my question. <laughs> James, you just want to leave. It's okay. I'll answer it. <laughs> um, sorry. I feel bad. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I swear I've got red. 
It's fine. We're all good. Would you like um, me to ask you the question again? Would that help? No, I've got it. I, I, I have got the sheet up. It's okay. Um, so, as I said before, I actually was a little overwhelmed initially because the scientist yeah. juggling alone, I think, um, adds a lot to the game. But I think, again, part of that was... You know, trying to showcase everything, trying to get through everything as quickly as possible, not really giving yourself a second to to breathe. Um, I had two shots of this gameplay session in San Diego because my first session was I was I was dead basically. It was a disaster. <laughs> um, don't recommend it. I don't know what the parasol office is thinking because it wasn't fun. But um, <laughs> that uh, first session, I went bankrupt after about a couple of hours, and I went properly bankrupt. There was no breakout or anything. I just. I just ran out of money, and I couldn't claw it back. I think this game, it's a lot harder to make money than it was in the last game, yeah. which was, it was quite easy to make. Like, once you got past the initial half hour, it was very easy to just have the cash rolling in. I think that'll be reined back in this game, because you're spending money constantly on scientists and training and refilling generators, and now you've got to refill your Jeeps as well, and their, yeah. their uh, food supply, not not food supply for the Jeeps. Those Jeep prices are going <laughs> up nowadays as well, right? Uh, the pe- with the petrol prices as they are, yeah. Like, hey, oh, guys, it's, it's no longer Jeeps. We don't have the license. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jeep are going to come after us. Um, <laughs> I'll just be cool that out. Brand. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to refill your unnamed vehicle brands. You've got to give them food supply, all this kind of stuff. And so I don't think it's complex because nothing you do is complex. It's all still fairly basic stuff. But now there's a lot more of it and we're speeding up time to get through the sort of dead times. I think if you let it, it will become slightly overwhelming. I think if yeah. you chill out a little bit and just take things as they come and don't try to do everything immediately, I don't think people will struggle. I don't think they'll uh, find it particularly difficult. I think um, it's, it's not complex. It's just more to do, basically. I think people will get used to it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think it's just getting used to the fact that you kind of can't leave it going on in the background while you do something else this time around. You need to be a little bit more attentive to everything that's going on in the game. Mm. Um, so, James, Conrad Cohen asked if we think that characters such as Ludlow, um, Billy Brennan or Simon Mazrani could return for cameos in this mode. Do you think that we might see some of those in the other sort of Chaos Theory... Again, I don't want to use the word episodes, but my brain can't think of anything else. Scenarios. (laughs) Do you think we'll see characters like that in other scenarios? Or do you think it will be a bit like the two in this scenario where they're made up characters? Um, I mean, if if what they're saying is, are the the characters going to be there or are the actors going to reprise their roles? I don't think the actors will, of course, especially when it comes to Mizrani, uh, unfortunately. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Chris Not Pratt like we've gotten, you know, (laughs) you know, we'll we'll put this picture up there and just howdy Uh, (laughs) y'all. Spot on. I thought Chris Pratt had joined the show, you know. It's crazy. Oh, sorry. I'm so good. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think they'll they'll definitely be. Uh, you know, they know that people are playing the chaos theories and and deliberately. You know, they've got Jurassic Park three. They've got the Lost World because they know the the what the fans like, and that's the auditorium which was there in San Diego. So I wouldn't be surprised if we have in Jurassic Park three the rundown lab where uh, what's he called? He forget. He doesn't hit a vending machine and billy shows him up uh that yeah. sort of you know that <clears throat> area will probably be there there'll be a lot of little easter eggs here and then cameos will definitely be part of it i think cool um connor do you have anything to add before your actual <laughs> question i do funnily enough first Go thing for first, <laughs> his his calling of paul kirby as what is his name has, has hurt me to my core that's unacceptable quite frankly <laughs> deeply upsetting stuff right there um as i am number one in the paul kirby fan club i'm just saying um <laughs> you need to update I, the twitter bio to that now i actually yeah. <laughs> proud paul kirby fan enthusiast <laughs> we should start a proper fan club get him in the game um I've got to be honest, like I, that's what I expected initially. Uh, obviously, they're not going to get the actors back because getting all those people back, and obviously you can't for some of them at all, for Masrani, for Dodgson. <laughs> You're definitely yeah. not getting Kim back either. Um, I think given the negative reception to Chris Pratt, or, not, or Chris Pratt, as we'll call him, I guess. Pratt! <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, and, and given that in this Lost World Chaos Theory, we didn't, like, we had Malcolm back, but he's all over the game. It, it was new yeah. people. I, you know, I don't think we'll see Ludlow or Billy and, like, maybe the scenarios there, but are we going to see those characters come back? I would have said yes before I saw this Chaos Theory, but given they didn't come back for this Chaos Theory, it makes me suspect that the other ones that'll be Malcolm, Pratt, Deering, you know, relevant characters, but no new old, no new old characters, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Nobody that wasn't in the last game, basically. Yeah. But when it I when th- it comes to Jurassic Park three, though, we don't have Ian Malcolm. So who's gonna That's be? It'd point. be a bit weird if we're on that island and maybe we're just the Chris Pratt with... actor will do a Sam Neil voice as well. You <laughs> <laughs> should just do every voice in the game. Yeah. I'd I'd pay for that as a DLC, you know. It's oh, an bless interesting... him. He tries his best. <laughs> That's an interesting point, but I don't know about you, but I didn't get the impression from the Chaos Theory Lost World that it was taking place in. 1995? When was Lost World? 1995? I think 7, yeah. 1997. It's a number, anyway. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> it's old! <laughs> Somewhere before 2000. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the impression it was taking place then. I got the impression it was a modern scenario. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm talking nonsense. Oh, I don't know anymore. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I, I, I think I feel like the what ifs are going to be quite removed from the film in yeah. a weird way, and that I don't know if that would be a problem. It'll be like it, maybe we'll get Sexy Cabot back, and he'll go back <laughs> to the sauna to try and make a research facility. That seems like something Sexy Cabot would do. Well, you could you could always have it. So Jurassic Park three could be what if Hurricane Clarissa never struck Isla Sauna. And that mm. just became the factory floor for Jurassic World earlier than it actually did in the lore. Yeah, they could they could do something as simple as that. I mean, I that would turn it back into a park sim. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, that is because you would just true. be making dinosaurs to ship off. Yeah, yeah. and I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're being optimistic, Billy's back and. Eric's back and Paul Kirby's back and Amanda's back. Amanda's back. back. She just screams randomly at different intervals in the <laughs> I know. game. Oh, right. You know how Ian Malcolm shoots down everything that you do? Everything is yeah. a terrible idea. What we have is we have Ian Malcolm there saying, oh, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. And all we do, Amanda only has one line. Every time Matt Malcolm <laughs> says something's a bad idea, she goes, what's a bad idea? And that's it. <laughs> Every Either single that. time. Or she's screaming Eric all the time. <laughs> yeah, you just hear it in the distance when you like hover over the forest. You hear a little Eric. <laughs> That'd be good as well. I'll be down for that. That would be the best Easter egg of all time. <laughs> I'd like to see some little things like that. Like if we have a Spinosaurus. My, my concern is I think back to Isla Sauna in Jurassic World Evolution 1. Yeah. Which, you know, we had the wild dinosaurs. It was like a new thing for evolution. It was super exciting. And then it was a Spinosaurus and 20 Stegosauruses and nothing else. And it was super Mm. disappointing. Never mind the mountain in the middle. That was fine. The wild dinosaurs was super disappointing. And I hope there's just more to it than that this time. Like, if we have a Spinosaurus in JP3 Chaos Theory... Have it make a little ringtone noise every now and again. That would be you know? really that would cool. be great. Yeah. There's no reason that can't be that much work, but people would super appreciate it. You know, I actually mm-hmm. frontier. If you do want to do that, get in touch with Daryl Lee Lynn because he has a ringtone version of that very phone. So <laughs> it it is my phone ringtone now, and it catches me out any time it goes off because I forget <laughs> that I set it to that and wonder if I'm about to get eaten. <laughs> and um, lastly on the question front we had the Dino Hunter ask whether guests are still I, I think what he's trying to say with this is do guests across the park broadly just represent the total number of guests and is that it? They just spawn amenities, they're walking around, they're not doing anything specific or do they have unique AI depending on whether they're one of the different categories that's now present in the game um, so Connor, that, that's your question to round us out I'm genuinely surprised you remember so much <laughs> uh, no, from what we've seen guests are still Essentially, I'd always call them ghosts in the first game. They don't exist. Yeah, they're they're basically a spreadsheet. That they just they're moving snacks. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the problem is there's so many of them. It's not like you know you think back to J Park. Every guest was you know they had a name and a location they were from and likes and dislikes and all this kind of stuff, and that was really cool. 
But when you've got evolution and you've got hundreds and thousands of guests walking around the park, that kind of level of detail in AI, I think, becomes impossible to do. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a game dev. I don't really have a clue. <laughs> but it sounds like it would be very difficult to handle for, especially last-gen consoles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the guest is one area of the game. I'd love to see some improvement, just to make them a bit more interesting. But they do seem to be the same mathematic ghosts as the last time unfortunately yeah and just to yeah. echo that i didn't notice any difference and i would assume that when you go on your hot map for where you need amenities that's basically where the guests you're going to see are going to be mm. yeah they're not yeah, going to be in a sense. part of the map the path that's got nothing basically yeah they're not just going to be over in the trees that are in the corner of the map doing nothing looking for things yeah. <laughs> They're not going to need the toilet. And you're like, turn around, the toilet's that way. Like a jpog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right behind you. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. They just need to make guests more stupid in a way. You know, make them walk yeah. into random... At the moment, they do the thing where they point at something and people used to think they were pointing at dinosaurs. In reality, they're pointing at anything. It's just like yeah. it's a giant... They'll be walking the past a tree and point at it and be like, yeah. oh my god, look at the tree! <laughs> or a it's nice tall. Wall, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just like a comment on maybe our dystopian future where we don't even have trees. Wow. And they're like, wow, look at that. <laughs> That's yeah. a tree. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, maybe, that... yeah. Jurassic World is now the only place you can see trees. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, oh, you, then next you'll be releasing them, the conifers and everything. Oh boy, what what a lovely note to end this episode on, right? <laughs> oh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 just represents the fact that there's a very dystopian future coming for us all. <laughs> <laughs> Official headcanon now, yeah. To be fair, in the game, um, Dua, what's her first name? I don't remember. Doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really hope her name is Doctor Doctor Dua. <laughs> but Doctor Dua is like head of a department at the CIA, and she's a crazy megalomaniac. So you know, the end of the <laughs> world seems yeah. pretty inevitable, to be honest. <laughs> Let's hope they weren't based on real life people. Um, so on, on a serious note though that does actually round out all of the questions that we had for this evening um, there were a couple of others over on the Twitter but obviously we've been going for an hour um, and I don't really want to take up any more of your time I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who popped questions in over on Twitter um, I think there were some really interesting and thought provoking ones um, and definitely a lot of questions that Connor enjoyed as well so thank you for that <laughs> um, guys it's been a blast i really really do appreciate you making this happen at such short notice you know like like i said before we started recording it was literally just going to be me talking to myself this evening um but it's been really nice actually getting to talk to you guys and also get to know you a little bit more as well because i feel like we're always like ships passing each other but we never really cross over so it's been great getting to talk about evolution a little bit with both of you so thank you for that um <laughs> what what can I say? I'm in here with a couple, right? You know. <laughs> um. So before we get out of here, why don't you guys let our listeners know where they can find you if they don't know already? So Connor, if you let us know where people can find you first, not actually find you in real life online. Of <laughs> I was about to say the <laughs> right people. <laughs> the right people know how to find me. <laughs> um. But yeah, feel free to go ahead and then James, if you let people know after as well. Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, tell you what, tell you blimmin what, right, this is going to be um, very slow as I do something. You can find me at youtube.com slash channel slash ucw821 <laughs> No, I got that one already. <laughs> uh, never mind that. If you just search best in slot, you'll find me or some World of Warcraft stuff, I'm sure. Uh, on Twitter, best in slots big uppercase yt at the end and i'm pretty sure i'm on facebook but i wouldn't recommend it i've not posted in about six years <laughs> and uh you can find me in the clubs on saturday night it's, it's, nice they you can't really no not this saturday night <laughs> hey. i've got it saturday night oh, this, no. <laughs> unless you're at the club <laughs> do you suddenly need to go <laughs> <laughs> explain a lot i've had a few drinks all right there you go <laughs> podcast explained 
yeah but that's it I'm, I'm not really twitter youtube there you go that's it cool and james what about you I, I was also here. Um, you can find <laughs> you can find me uh, also uh, in the just, club. <laughs> I'm also the club. Uh, if you type in Gaming Beaver on any social media, I would assume I'm the only one there. Uh, so yes, that's G A M I. Gaming Beaver, you got it. Sort of YouTube, Twitter, all that jazz. I think. And cool. Find me Beautiful. There. <laughs> that was very close to the mic. I enjoyed that. Um, you like so... that? <laughs> just send me this clip. I don't want any of the rest. Just this bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with all of that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Game Trail. And I'm sure we'll be back in the future with plenty more content around Jurassic World Evolution 2. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the game when it releases this November by getting in touch. You can find the Jurassic Park podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course on YouTube. Plus you can visit JurassicParkPodcast.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.